Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to School After Hours Podcast, where staff, administrators, and families keep their finger on the pulse of the wonderful world of OST programming, a.k.a. out-of-school time programming. I am your host, Jay Lee, and today I'm going to be doing an after-school experience with me sitting in the chair. Yes. So this is going to be a reflective moment for myself and sharing my experience in after-school programming and childcare, but also to share some of the things that I've learned along the way. So this is a situation of if I knew then what I know now, man, let me tell you, let me tell you, I'd be straight. So you will hear some of the lessons that I have learned over the 10 plus years that I've been in childcare with a combination of after school programming. With that being said, our after school experience episodes are shows that are more informal and it focuses on shared experiences among professionals in the field whether they're in youth development, whether they're in after-school programming, we'll even have some mentors share their personal experience of volunteering. Even someone on the fundraising side sharing their experience of raising money for programs or childcare and sharing their moments and their stories. So that's what the after-school experience episode is about. Us sharing our stories in the community of out-of-school time programming and youth development. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our Community Corner. Community Corner is a segment of the show that allows guests or myself to share tips, advice, or information about the OSC field with families, youth, and community members. So for this Community Corner, I sat and asked myself, self, and myself said, hmm, I was like, self. What would you want to share as far as a tip for Community Corner? I would want the community to know that being a professional in after-school programming, the personal sacrifice that you have to make is tremendous. Sometimes you don't always see what the person is going through but they are still making an effort to show up for the children, to show up for the organization that they work for, to show up for the parents that they interact with. So in greeting those people and talking to those people, please see them as human beings. Because sometimes I feel as though when we interact, especially with parents, um, and it may be an issue that needs to be addressed, Sometimes it could be with a sense of aggression because of the situation instead of coming from a place of patience and understanding. So keep in mind that we are human. We are people. We do make mistakes. And hopefully as professionals, like we are not above talking it out and coming to a resolve for whatever the situation may be. But see the human part of us. We love to share with you. We love to grow with you. We enjoy interacting with all of the children that we come across, some more than others. That's just the truth. (laughs) That's that's the whole truth. Some more than others. But if we didn't love what we do, if we didn't care about what we do, we wouldn't be in the field that we're in. So just something to think about, something to nibble on, some mental food for thought for you. 
that is our community corner. So let us go ahead and get into this talk. So wonderful people, I have been in out of school time programming and childcare, working in daycare centers or daycare programs for 10 plus years now. I had to sit here and think about it. I was like, ooh, that's a long time. Oh, I'm getting old. And of course you have these moments when you look back over your career and you say to yourself, well, if I could do it differently, what could I have done? Like knowing what I know now. And so I wanted to approach this from a reflective standpoint of growth and sharing what I've learned as I would share with one of my younger co-workers seeking a, a long-term career in this or if I was to sit down and talk with my younger self, what are some things that I would say to myself? So one of those things would be while I was going through school, and this is giving you some background for my story. So I went to a community college for teaching and got my specialization in teaching with an associate's degree. And then I transferred over to a four-year college to try to finish up and get my uh, teaching license. But as it would happen, it wasn't meant to be, you know, just wasn't in the cards. So I end up switching over to a different major that allowed me to go into after school programming space and pursue a career close to education. So what I would say to my younger self is before or as I was pursuing my associate's degree, I would have made sure I graduated with a certification or would have gotten my license in early childhood education or at least a certification in social work or double my minor and and got my degree in social work. Because what I've learned is you will have to learn how to deal with children with different challenges, whether it's behavioral or learning disabilities. And it's important that you learn how to interact, engage, know how to approach, but also know how to interact with parents with a different level of understanding and all those things in between. And if I would have gotten a certification in one of those areas or would have done a double major with my associate's degree, it would have increased my earning power instead of having to settle for minimum wage because I took education classes, of course, in my associate's degree. But because I was lacking the early childhood education license, I still had to settle for close to minimum wage. And I couldn't get higher than or something close to higher than that going to interview at certain organizations because I didn't have a license. So it... I would have done that differently or even a certification in something different, like a certification administration, like being secretary, because once you get into it, it is all administrative work, how to send emails, setting up calendar deadlines, knowing how to use the technology, the latest version of technology or software that's coming out for Microsoft Word or Mac, making sure I was very diverse in those areas because it would have helped me along the way in my profession. And like I said, it would have increased my earning power when I graduated with my associate's degree. And not just with my associate's, but also with my bachelor's degree as well. 
So taking the time to dig a little bit deeper and really find the resources that are going to benefit me when I graduate. That's one of the things I would have done differently. Another thing that I would have done differently is found a mentor that was in the profession that I've wanted and nurtured, really, really nurtured that relationship. So as you journey in this space and you find that there may be something that you want to try differently, you know, build those relationships, have those conversations uh, with people that you feel that you can look up to, but also build a rapport with and have a professional relationship. And hopefully it grows into a personal relationship with them where I can sit down at the table and have lunch and hee hee ha ha and share life um, experience together, but also get very good advice from and lay it out on the table and create your plan, your career plan, whatever it may be. Maybe you want to um, be a program director. Maybe you want to see what uh, fundraising is like and go into financial development. Maybe you want to go as high as being a center director and be on the grounds, but be at that level where you're exactly training staff as they come in. Find someone that are doing the things that you feel like you would like to do and build bonds with that individual. Um, to get some tips, to get some, you know, if there's something else that you could do to help move yourself forward. And also put it out there that, you know, hey, I'm interested in doing this thing. Is there anything that I might need to look up, may need to look into to you know, be at this level that I want to be at in my profession. Also, join a professional organization. Now, there is a few out here for after-school programming that I had to do a little bit digging myself when I when I got out here, but now they're a little bit more visible and noticeable for after-school programming space. One of them is the National After-School Association, NAA, which is great, which I'm a member of. You could start off as an ambassador, which is a, f- a free... Um, membership, but you there's levels, of course, there's always levels. If you want to get more access into resources and build connections and things like that, you may want to think about doing an executive membership, which is usually, I believe, $100. So it gives you a little bit more access to professional development resources. It also can put you in a place of going to the conference that they have every year. I don't know if they do it at a discounted rate, but once upon a time, when you did an executive membership, it gave you the ability to register for conference, and then you just had to pay that executives will pay for the conference. Wonderful conferences. They're great. You learn a lot. You meet a lot of people. Come back with a whole lot of information to share and also to implement within your program setting. So I would suggest it to anybody, go ahead and join and find something that's in your area. And there are some local organizations as well, professional organizations for after-school time programming. Um, So find out what your local chapters may be and see if you can join or how you can be involved. And that's also how you build your network as well. Build your network. Build relationships and invest in people, not just because of what they can do, but invest in the prospect of learning about the under individual as well. Don't make it gimme gimme situation. 
come to the table wanting to give as well as learn something. So it could be a mutual relationship. You're giving as well as learning from that particular individual or those groups of people. So that is the second thing that I would have done. Find a mentor that I believe could teach me and sow into me for my next step. And thankfully, like as time went on, I was able to find those people and they were able to challenge me as a professional, but also as an individual to um, produce the work that I've had over the years. And it was me being confident in my abilities and owning them. So thank you to those individuals. Thank you, Jamia. Thank you, Shelly, <laughs> for you know pushing me to, to be the best, not just the employee, but the best person, the best worker that I could be. And I'm thankful for all the lessons that you taught me and gave me over the years that we've worked together. So thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Another thing that I would have done that I'm still learning to do now is set boundaries for my time. So as you get into this profession, you know that it is work, 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 work. It is always work to be done. And it is a tax on your mental, emotional, and physical health. And as long as you're always willing to do the work, you will continue to go and go and go and go and go. It's important to set time aside for yourself so that you can recharge, so that you can replenish, so that you can pour back into yourself. Because as has been told to me many, 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 many times, you can't pour into someone else if your cup is empty. So you have to learn to put boundaries on your time and take care of yourself, but also keep the important things the important things. So the job will always be there. But family may not always be there. Friends may not always be there. Relationships may not always be there. So pouring into those people um, while you have time, because you never know, y'all. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And not to make it a downer, but just to be specific about the reality of time is short. So you have to do the best that you can to enjoy the time that you have now. And be mindful of that. And that's something that even now I'm working on. Making sure that I put work down when I get home. Make sure that I'm not working all weekend to make sure that I catch up for the week. So being more proactive instead of reactive about the time that I have. And know that it is a process. If it was that simple, everybody be doing it. Everyone would do it. So be gentle with yourself in the process, but know how to, you know, set time apart for yourself. And some of it is putting reminders. Sometimes I put reminders down for myself on my phone, but also what has helped me is writing down a list before I go to bed, write down things that I need to take care of for the next day. Or if I didn't get a chance to do it the night before, when I get up at so-and-so o'clock in the morning, cause it is early. <laughs> oh, a little early, a little early y'all. When I get up in the morning and do my morning routine, I'm having a setting aside a couple of minutes to write down the things that I may need to get done for the day. So I know what I need to focus on, but also map out how much time that I have to get it done. So I know that if I need to put a little bit of extra time in at the end of the day, I know what I need to take care of by that time. But also being mindful, like if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. Like we got to be okay with it. You got to know how to when to put it down. <laughs> and move on to the next thing or move on period and just come back with a fresher mind 
And that goes back to setting boundaries on your time. When you sit down and talk to your supervisors and millions of tasks will be given to you, knowing how to leverage some of the tasks that you have. And I learned that from a training that I went to, say, when you sit down and talk to your supervisors or you do your check-ins, and there are a list of things that you have to take care of and another task is being put on your plate, it's a good chance to have that honest conversation with your supervisor and say, hey, you know, I have, you know, this, 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 this to take care of by this specific time or these specific days. Is it okay if if I take on this new task, can I pass this over to someone else? Or would I be able to share or give this task to you? Or can you help me with one of these tasks um, to make sure that I'm able to meet my deadline? In this situation, like you're realistic about the timeline, you're realistic about the things that you are doing, but also you're letting your supervisor know that you as well may need assistance in getting some things done. We don't have to take it all on by ourselves. That's not saying that you, you can't handle your workload, but in reality, because you could potentially do your job so well that some things can be loaded onto you that someone else can take care of. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of um, share what your need may be in those moments to get the job done and be most efficient and getting your task complete. So use that leverage, y'all. Use that leverage. Leverage it out. Another thing that I would have done is I would have made sure that I saved more and set up a retirement account personally for myself in case I may have left the organization. I still have something that I could hold on to and contribute to as far as my finances go, being more financially financially literate is what I'm trying to say. Being more financially literate, it's not often that you will have an organization, especially when you're a part-time worker in after-school programming, that has a retirement fund available to you. So make sure that you're talking to your banks, make sure that you're talking to um, different financial institutions to set that up for you so you can set yourself up for success. So when you get into your later years, it's something that you've contributed to that you could see has gained interest over time. So you're not waiting till you get to salary to have those opportunities for yourself. You're already set up for success. Something that you contributed to your side. I don't care if you're taking just $20 out your check and putting it aside to in a high interest savings account to start you off perfectly fine. But you'll see later on down the line as it begins to have interest and it begins to grow as time goes on that it's a good investment for you and then you could turn it into something else that could uh, help you earn uh, more money later financially. And last but not least, something that I talked about before, setting boundaries but making time to take care of yourself. That's one of the things that I have learned personally that your personal health is the most important thing. You cannot function, you cannot do well if you do not take care of your health, that you are eating right, that you are exercising. If you need to take a mental break, take a mental break because it can be exhausting sometimes walking, I mean, working in this field of and doing this type of work is hard work, but it's heartfelt work at the same time. It's it's mental work, it's emotional work, it's spiritual work. 
And it takes a toll on you sometimes. So being honest with yourself and knowing when you need to take a break and just take a day. Sometimes you may not, oh, that's what the weekend for. Mm, you might need more than that weekend. Let's be real, real honest with yourself. Let's be real, real honest. You might need more than that weekend. So take the time that you need to replenish yourself. You know, socialize. Go hang out with your friends. Go check on family or have family check on you. Make sure that you are setting aside time to be well within yourself before you go back out and try again. And that may look different for everybody. That might be just taking a personal day to do some self-grooming. That may be a day to kind of catch up with family and friends just to bring your energy back up. That may be a day of just rest, laying in the bed and just sleeping it out, whatever it may be. We all have those days where it's just like, mm, I just want to be lazy. <laughs> I just want to lay in the bed and hug a pillow. Perfectly fine. Take that time for yourself to replenish you because the work will always be there, but it's not a guarantee that you will always be there. So take time to take care of you. So, all right, everyone, that is the If I Knew What I Knew Now Back Then moment and lessons that I had to share. So with that being said, let's go ahead and transition over to our Professionals Lounge. Professionals Lounge is a segment of the show that allows guests or myself to share advice and tips with other professionals in the OSC and youth development field and how they can begin growing their gifts and talents, but also develop themselves as professionals in the field. So for today's professional lounge, I want to talk to anyone going into the field of childcare or OSC programming. Like I said, get a mentor, but also develop a plan for yourself. Where do you want to see yourself in this field? If you want to continue in this field in the next five, seven, ten years. Once you get that idea, start mapping out steps that you need to take. If the organization that you work for offers educational support, meaning that they will pay for you to get certifications or professional development, go ahead and take advantage of those things, even if they're taking care of half of the bill perfectly fine. That's less money that you got to shell out of your pocket to make sure that you are equipping yourself with the skills that you need to be the best that you can be in this field of work. Go ahead and make that investment because you are your biggest investment, your best investment. At the end of the day, no to bet on you, okay? So once you have that idea of where you want to go and where you want to be in your career, go ahead and start putting your plan together and have an accountability person to help you execute that plan. So someone that you could go down the list with and say, hey, I want to do so-and-so within this amount of time. And that they'll talk it out with you. They'll be a think partner with you, but also hold you accountable to make sure that you are taking the steps that you need to get there. That's why I said having a mentor comes in handy to have those individuals or that individual to push you to help you recognize, not just to help you recognize your skills and some of the things that you may not have tapped into that they could see, but also own and walk in your power as well. 
so that is my professionals lounge for you all go ahead and make a plan for where you want to be in this career and if you want to switch careers that's perfectly fine make a plan for that too find someone that can help you make that transition as well and invest in you because you are your biggest and you are your best investment y'all thank you thank you thank you for joining me today i greatly appreciate you If you enjoyed this episode and feel you received some good information, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or visit the Podchasers website and leave us a comment. This will help us get some feedback on the show and collect testimonials for our personal website. Share, share, share. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Share us with your network. Help us spread the word about how OST programming is impacting our youth and communities. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podcast Addict. Well, that's all I have for you all today. In the words of Mr. Arthur Ashe, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Have a good one, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye.